Father God, um, we thank you for we thank you for 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 getting to have this beautiful, amazing, alive, and active word that you left us. You left it to us with purpose, like for us to read it and know it and study it and let it just soak into our bones. And so God, today, that's what I pray. I ask you to show us um, what you want us to understand about you, about your word, about the book of Ruth specifically, and how you want us to soak it in. And Father, I pray that it infiltrates every part of our lives and that we don't put you off in a corner, God, but rather we take you everywhere with us. And that as we walk out of this room today, that we start to feel um, you and how close you actually are, Lord. Um, And if there's anybody in this room who doesn't have a personal relationship with you through your son, Jesus Christ, God, I pray that today is the day that everything changes, that eternity changes. And so Father, um, impress upon each of us what you you want us to understand about you and in turn understand about us. And it's with, um, with great love and honor and admiration that I pray these words in your son's name, amen. Well, dang it, this is gonna be fun. Okay, the book of Ruth. Anybody ever studied the book of Ruth before? Like studied it? Yeah? Oh, everybody. No, not one single hand went up, which is great news <laughs> because I haven't either. So that's gonna be fun. We're gonna do this together. It's gonna be really cool. Um, let me ask you another question. Ready? I'm just making sure you've had a little bit of coffee. So this is just a test. Does anybody love a good story? Raise your hand. There we go. That's what I'm looking for. Are you a Kindle girl or are you a, a, like, a, like a spine and paper pages and you like to hear the words turn and you like to have a bookmark and put sticky notes? Are you that kind of girl? Oh, there we go. Listen to that. I'm getting some feedback over here. Y'all need to step it up. Audiobooks, right? Podcasts, movies, Netflix binging. Don't look at me. I know you do. Well, we all like stories, right? Think about, think about this. Think about your favorite speakers or preachers or teachers or shows or I don't know. Think about all those things. Even your friends, right? You love to be around people that are gonna tell a great story. Well, it's really cool because that's what we're doing in this Bible study. We're gonna look at a story. It's a narrative. And it's so cool because um, I've heard it explained over and over, like one of the most um, well-written, beautifully um, 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 uh, communicated story in the whole Bible. I've never thought of it like that. Like it's a tiny little baby thing, but that's where we're gonna go. You love stories. You've loved them since you were little. You probably don't love them if you have little kids because you gotta read them over and over, amen, right? I know some of you young moms are like, I hate stories, No. But let me ask you this question, okay? This is where we're all united together. We all love stories. So, so here's how I know for sure that you love a good story, okay? I want you to finish my little sentence. Ready? Once upon a... Very good, guys. That was really, really good. Y'all are pretty. Okay, ready? Here's another one. And they lived happily... Yeah. We want our stories like that, don't we? It's okay to say we do, it's okay. Because I think there's something deep in our hearts that makes us want for something beautiful to happen, a transition, a change, a redemption, right? Like I love movies and stories where the character I can get behind, right? Even if they're dirty and gritty and messy in the beginning, if I know there's hope. Well, that's the kind of story we're gonna look at. I found found a few quotes about stories and I thought I'd share those with you before we talked about Ruth specifically. Um, Flannery O'Connor, one of my favorite um, writer essayists, she says this about stories, okay? That there's something in us 
as storytellers and as listeners to stories that demands the redemptive act, that demands that what falls at least be offered the chance to be restored, right? Another quote I found about stories, stories are memory aids, instruction manuals, moral compasses. I think you're gonna see that. Maya Angelou, a love when um, she's a poet and an activist and, and, and a memoirist. And she said this about stories. There is no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside of you. You know, we are all stories. We are all souls. And this, uh, I felt like this was the biggest key I got out of the whole thing. You know, um, there's this guy and he came to this earth you know where I'm going with this. And he came to live and he came to die and he came to be resurrected for you, for you, for you, for every story, every story in the room. And you know what I love about him? He's in the right side of your Bible if you wanna go check him out. You know what I love about him? Is he spoke in stories. Listen to this. In Matthew 13, 34, it says this about Jesus Christ. All these things Jesus said to the crowds in parables. Indeed, he said nothing to them without a parable. A parable is just a cool story. You see, Jesus knew the power of a story. And so as we walk into this, this book of Ruth, I want you to think about this. It's not just a story. You see, even Jesus told stories. It has something to teach us. Something to teach us about the characters. Yeah, sure. Something to teach us about um, God. Yeah, sure. But in turn, something to teach us about what he wants us to know about us. And that's what makes a great story. Well, the book of Ruth. I'm gonna go through some specific things um, about it. And then I'm gonna, I'm, gonna leave, I'm gonna close it up. I'm gonna leave you and I'm gonna let you go meet your new best friends, okay? So the first thing we're gonna talk about is the title of this book and the author. The title of the book that we're studying is, yeah, that was too quiet. Come on, that was easy. Thank you. This is a softball I threw. I mean, come on. You got it on your cover of your book. The Book of Ruth. That's what it's called, The Book of Ruth. Um, Here's a couple interesting facts. There are only two books in your entire Bible that were named after women. What's the other one? Oh, nice. Well done. Esther. Only one book in the entire Bible is named after a non-Israelite, and that is our book. Let that soak in for just a minute. I don't know how much you study the Bible. Maybe nothing. Maybe never. But it's important for you to understand there is, there is value in the fact that God allows a story to be told about a non-Israelite woman, okay? Don't ever question that he values women. Never question that. It's also um, the book of Ruth and that what happens in the book of Ruth is never mentioned in the Old Testament other than in the book. Interesting, right? It is mentioned in the New Testament once and we will cover that later in our study. Technically, it's considered anonymous. We don't know who wrote it. Um, There are some speculations that it was Samuel. Um, Jewish tradition believes that it was Samuel. When I looked up and and did a lot of research, scholars were kind of all over the place. A lot of scholars said, no, it probably wasn't him. And here's why. This is how they do all this stuff. They look at um, when he was alive and when he um, died. And then they look at the reign of King David. And here's why. At the end of our book, it's the end of Ruth, there's mention of King David, okay? Now, King David wasn't a king. He wasn't reigning at the time of the story. So we know that when this was written, 
obviously King David was the king, so we assume that it was probably written during his lifetime, during his reign. And so it kind of conflicts with some of the timing for Samuel. Anyway, you probably didn't want to know all that, but it's anonymous. Maybe Samuel, maybe not. Doesn't really matter, it's included. Um, When was it written? The story, okay, not written, the story, I mentioned it was, the story takes place before it was written. So the story takes place around 1050 BC. 1050 BC. Now we know that this was during the time of the judges. And you're like, who are the judges and why do I care about them? Uh, You're about to know a lot about them. Um, The book of Judges, just to give you just this real quick little Quick little summary. Right before the book of Ruth in the Old Testament, which the book of Ruth is in the Old Testament on the left side of your Bible, it's very close to the front. So you can look super smart and just kind of flip to it. Just kind of take your time, Genesis, Exodus, and you'll get there, okay? Or you can look even smarter and you know how you do that? This is just a hot tip. Y'all just take this with you. Use your table of contents. It's there for a reason. A technical writer worked very hard on that, okay? Use your table of contents. Anyways, okay, I'm back. Judges. So Judges is right before the book of Ruth in our Bibles, okay? There's this this nasty, messy, broken time, and it's the time of the Judges, and you're gonna learn more about that next week when you're doing your homework. That is when our little story is plucked out and told in the book of Ruth, okay? So the book of Ruth is actually, the actual story of it occurs during the Judges, period, okay? It's just one little story, one little family pulled out, and that's where it's placed, right behind Judges. Okay, so that happened around 1050 BC. Now, the book was probably written during 1010 BC, between 1010 and 931 BC. Remember, it all goes backwards because we're counting up to, the, to Christ coming on earth. So between 1010 and 931 BC is probably when the, the book was actually written. That was during the, the reign of King David, okay? And we know that, I mentioned before, because at the end of the book of Ruth, we see David's genealogy. And so we are led to believe that this is occurring during his reign, okay? And there's no other kings mentioned, so it's probably during the the reign of King David. All right, who was it written to? Who was it written to? It was written to the Israelite people. The Israelite people. Now, I want to mention something. There's There's so many times in our Bible, it's good to know who something was written to. For example, there's a bunch of letters in the New Testament. They're also called epistles if you want to throw around your Bible smarts a little bit. But those letters are written to specific people, sometimes specifically to one dude, sometimes to a group of people like a church. They are always written to someone. However, they are written for everyone. Does that make sense? So the book of Ruth was written to the Israelites, but it was written for you, for me. Okay, God's word is written for us, sometimes not to us. Make sense? Okay, sometimes um, people people speculate that this this book was actually intended, had a purpose behind it to try to reunite the the God's people. They break into two kingdoms. You don't need to know this, just go to sleep. But if you wanna know, sometimes people believe that maybe this is an opportunity for God's word to speak into that and to unite people. So just watch for that little, that little thread running through. Writing style, Um, what was the writing style? I mentioned before, um, it's a story, okay? So there's a once upon a time and there's a happily ever after, a beginning and an end. A lot of books in the Bible are not that. So when you approach God's word, don't look at it like, I'm gonna open up Proverbs. 
once upon a time and then start reading the Proverbs, that will mess up your mind. (laughs) Proverbs ain't a story, okay? It's wisdom. It's chunks of wisdom. So there's all sorts of different types of books in the Bible. Some are prescriptive. There's something I want you to know and you need to learn how to live by this. The book of James, for example. James is telling us how to live a godly life. There's some things that that are descriptive, you know, like... like, um, like Genesis, it's telling us about creation and about fall and about the beginning of God's people. It's describing all this for us, okay? This is a story. So we get to follow along with this family. Um, a couple of things that I learned about this narrative, this story. First, this is a quote, a couple quotes about it, which I thought were so cool. Um, one scholar said this, this is considered a masterpiece of narrative art. What you're about to read, a masterpiece. Another scholar said this, this could be labeled as the loveliest complete work on a small scale. What Venus is to statuary and what Mona Lisa is to painting, Ruth is to literature. How about that? Did you know that? I didn't know that. So there's gonna be so many cool literary elements that we're gonna go through in this story. It's not just a cute little story. There's so much richness to it. I also learned this, um, that it's a book of dialogue. The majority of this book, I think there's only like a handful of verses that don't have a dialogue, okay? What's crazy about it is the person that speaks the least in the entire book, who do you think it is? Ruth. She speaks the least. So look for that. This type of story is also called an ideal. Um, Spelling it out loud, it sounds weird. I had to actually go to Google and learn how to say it out loud, so you're welcome, I did that for you. I-D-Y-L-L. It's actually a real literary term, and it means a brief story depicting rural or domestic life. So you're gonna see this beautiful little story, this little once upon a time unfold in this little, little, little village, if you will, And it's gonna be considered an ideal. And so they call it that as well. One of the few stories in the Bible that's told from a woman's perspective. Good news, right? It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun to listen in on that. Also, um, a woman as a protagonist, highlighting feminine values and feelings. And so this book is unique in a lot of ways. Powerful in a lot of ways. The central themes of the book of Ruth. Um, in other words, what are we gonna learn about God from this book? What are we gonna learn? What, what is intended for us to take away from this about the Lord? Well, you can go um, look up the central themes of Ruth and there are a million, but I tried to just kind of narrow it down to three for us, okay? So there's three things I want you to watch for as we go through this next 11 weeks. The first is this, that human kindness is a reflection of the Lord's kindness. That human kindness is a reflection of the Lord's kindness. You're gonna see it. You're gonna see it in different people, in different instances. You're gonna see this kindness. In fact, you're gonna hear a word. We're gonna look at a word. It's called hesed, H-E-S-E-D. And that's, that's um, a word that means steadfast love. And that's God. God's kindness is steadfast love. And you're gonna see that happen in a thread that goes through the characters of the story because their kindness reflects God's kindness. The second central theme you're gonna see, I think, is that the Lord is sovereign and he cares 
for all people at all times. The Lord is sovereign and he cares for all people at all times. Listen, there's a lot of stories in this room. I know some of them. I wanna tell you something about this one particular theme that I think you're gonna see and I think you're gonna understand that he has something to say to you and to me. I want you to know this, that even in the darkest, messiest, most hopeless times, that he is sovereign and he cares for you. That even when you have no background of faith, even when you never had a Bible, you never opened it, you don't even know who God is, he is sovereign and he cares about you specifically. And that even when the world looks down on you and disagrees with you, that God is sovereign and he cares about you all the time. And even when you don't feel it, God is sovereign and he cares about you all the time. If you know me, you know that, that I feel strongly that God impressed upon me a long time ago that it is so easy for us to rely on our feelings to tell us the truth. And amen, we're women, come on, we know. Well, let me tell you something. Your feelings are not telling you the truth. God tells you the truth. And I want you to know from his word, it says that he loves you. Not because you do something, not if you do something, not if you live a certain way, not if you have a certain background. He loves you and he chose you. He loves all people, all people, all the time. I mean, if we could close the book and just be done and go have lunch at Panera, right? I mean, that's pretty good truth. You're gonna see it in the book of Ruth. And the third central theme that I think you're gonna notice is that the Lord's redemptive plan is global and it's all-inclusive. That the Lord's redemptive plan is global and all-inclusive. Regardless of backstories, regardless of your current personal circumstances, failures, struggles, what have you, regardless. Regardless of cultural situations, you see this book, you're gonna see this, okay? This is what's gonna be so cool. You're gonna see that the Lord's redemptive plan extends beyond um, Jews to the Gentiles. You're gonna see it happen. And guess what? You're, I'm gonna guess, we're Gentiles. That's great news, really good news. You know what else you're gonna see? You're gonna see God's redemptive plan um, stretch beyond men to women, you're gonna see it stretch beyond people who grew up with a godly background and who have never known the God of Israel, the God of Jesus Christ. You're gonna see it unfold in the story. And it's to us, it's for us too. Well, stories. This little 85 verse, four chapter little nugget is gonna be where we're gonna live for 11 weeks. And it's gonna be awesome. One little family plucked out of this big story God has. You know, God's big story, it starts in the left side of your Bible. It goes all the way to the right side. It's one continuous thread. It starts with creation, then there's a fall, then there's redemption, then there's restoration. And this story, 
your story, my story, are plucked right out of the middle of that timeline. And we get to see all of it unfold. You see, every page points to Jesus. We're in the Old Testament. Guess what? Guess who's gonna show up in this story? Thank you very much. I was looking for that. See you. It's true. He's on every page. And you're gonna see him. The story that we're gonna see unfold is that the king is coming. The king is coming. Um, the cool part about uh, a great story, the once upon a time, the, um, and they lived happily ever after, it, it happens in this story. You see, here's how it goes. Once upon a time in the days when the judges ruled. That's how we start. And they lived happily ever after. And the last word of the book of Ruth is David. And if you know anything about your Bible, you know that there's significance there because through the line of David comes who? Jesus Christ. Thank you. There we go. Sunday school answers on this side. This side needs to bring it. Come on, man, wake up. Just kidding. It's fine. Take a nap. It's important. Once upon a time and they lived happily ever after. I cannot wait to get into this with you. Welcome to our story of Ruth. I'm gonna pray. And then we're gonna, we're gonna go and we're gonna all go get to do fun stuff and get to know our new best friends, okay? So will you pray with me? All right. Heavenly Father, um, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this beginning. We thank you for the words that you left us through the book of Ruth. We thank you of what it has to tell us about who we are, Lord, that there's hope for each of us, that you love all people all the time that you see us, God, that you're with us, that you look to redeem and that you have a plan. And Father, I don't know who, is, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know what the, what the stories are in this room. I, I don't know all of them. I don't know what a lot of people are feeling and thinking. I do not know how hard it was to get out of the car to get in this room, but you do, you do. And so Father, whoever is here, whoever is online, Lord, will you just remind them today in the way you do it with your God show off supernatural, cool way, remind them how loved they are in all times. Remind them that you have a plan for them no matter what the circumstances right now or the world says, God. And thank you so much that you give us a book that we can read a story of a real family that really lived this and that hopefully we can see you in a bigger, deeper way through it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your son, Jesus, who lived and died for us. And it's in his, in his name that we pray, amen.